I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode is brought to you by the Marybody Online Studio. And did you know that you can get your first seven days completely free? There is no risk to join and you can cancel any time. So if you've been thinking about joining Marybody, if you want unlimited yoga, Pilates, meditation classes, anywhere, anytime, on demand, from the comfort of wherever you are, Marybody is for you, right, Emmy? Uh-huh. And, I mean, the best thing is that try it out. See what all the magic is about. Mm. See if it's for you. We know we're not for everyone. <laughs> but, but. If you're tuning into this podcast, we have an inkling you might like it. <laughs> yeah, I guess the magic with Marybody is that it is totally different from any other fitness program out there. It is movement driven by self-respect, self-acceptance, and above all else, joy. So let go of that punishment, let go of that slogging away at the gym. Marybody is totally different and we can't wait for you to feel the difference. Come and join us over at themerrymakersisters.com forward slash Marybody. All right, let's get into today's episode. This is episode 264 on the Get Merry podcast, and we're so excited for today's episode. We are going to be having a discussion all about meditation. Ooh, Mm. and I guess what inspired this topic was that you, Carla, just finished a meditation course. Yeah, I did. I did a meditation teacher training. It's my second one actually for the year. So this really has been the theme of my, I guess, self-development of this year and what we can bring into Merry Body Mm. uh, and kind of where I wanted to really focus my attention, not intentionally, Mm. but this just happened. Yeah, And so I think, I mean, this is a great lesson. I think sometimes we can be we can hear about something and we can want something so badly or we can be like I really want to do that or I really need to do this because I've I've read all about it and I've heard all about it this was me and meditation right mm, like mm. for years and years not just like one year this is like go way back to like when we first started Mary well, I know we were learning about we were actually learning about meditation before, before yoga and pilates and we had attempted many mm-hmm. meditations mm-hmm. and I mean I'm gonna say we were meditating it was just meditating on and off yeah. for many many years yeah. uh but yeah it fascinated us and I guess what really led me to it was that it reduced suffering mm-hmm. like as everyone said it reduces your suffering and as someone who had lots of mental suffering ongoing thoughts in my head I was like I need that Mm. yeah so I think that this is a great lesson to realize that sometimes we can want to bring something in but it's not the right time in our lives or it's not the right season and so there's this element of letting go and surrendering Mm. which again leads to less suffering so instead of being so attached to making this new habit happen Mm. like maybe we can be like okay I know it's good for me it's not really working in my life right now Mm. I'm just going to let go and then it will come back at the right time that's so lovely and I think that I love that this can go for all learnings you know when you go to a conference or you hear someone talk about something and you get really stressed that you're not going to take in everything you're like I've written down seven pages of notes how could I and I've missed so much and you've got to realize that you take in what you need to take in at the time and that probably a year later you're going to hear the same thing that you thought you missed a year ago but Mm. it really makes sense right now well I mean I we have that experience with our business I mean the very first business conference we went to was so overwhelming because we we simply knew nothing about business and especially online business and we only took you know the icing on Mm. the cake and we learned so much but it didn't it didn't really like make any sense to Mm. us and then maybe it took another year Mm -hmm. another two years Mm -hmm. another three years and you know there's things that I'm learning now where I'm like oh my gosh like I heard that in our first year of business but only now can I grasp and only now can I fully understand and only now can I implement that because I didn't have the foundations or I didn't have the the steps below Mm -hmm. like I was hearing this step up there Mm -hmm. 
but I needed to work on the foundations first. I needed to start at the very beginning mm. and then build up to there. Yeah. But I think, you know, we can put ourselves down and we can get really angry and attached mm. to the idea of needing to know everything. Mm. But what a lovely thing to just be letting go, like let go and know that it will come back at the right perfect time. Exactly. And if you practice letting go and surrendering, mm. then of course it's going to come back at the right time. Amazing. it's always the right time. <laughs> so I think that was the first thing I realized because I was like, you know, so meditation was like, I want to meditate, I want to meditate. And I was so like type A about it. Yeah. And it's like, you know what I needed? I needed to be forced into a four-day meditation immersion of meditating for three hours a freaking day, which I don't do that, by the way. And it was like I got thrown in the deep end. Yeah. And that was really what I needed personally. Not everyone needs this. Yeah. I needed it for me to realize the full potential of what meditation can bring into our lives. Mm. So that was like cool in itself that I felt that. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so excited to tell everyone that why we should meditate. <laughs> well, should we start there? Yeah. Why should we meditate? <laughs> oh, my gosh, there's so many reasons. And, yeah, what I thought, I've got my notebook here. Hope you can hear that. Uh, that was a real life sound effect. I've got my notebook, and you know, I'm not a very good note taker. I take very messy notes, so let's hope I can read them. But what I thought is, I would just like read out these like these one liners because that's my favorite thing when yeah. someone says a one liner, and I'm like, oh. thank that golden yeah. wisdom. Yeah, and then I thought like put it out there and see what you think about mm. it, mm. and so then we can talk I like about this. it. I like. This. Uh, but overall, why we should meditate, as you said, Emmy, it. it brings less suffering into our lives or it helps us more so, I guess, respond to the suffering better. Mm, it's not that we're suffering true. less, it's that we're seeing suffering different. Mm. So if we're looking at a different, almost different lens. Like yeah. before I was looking at it like this is the worst thing ever and now I'm looking like what can I learn from this? Yeah, yeah. So it's the same thing that's happening but meditation will help us see things differently. It'll like help that. us respond differently. So it's not necessarily going to change your life but it will change your life. Right? Like, <laughs> hundred percent. It will. It actually will change your life. And then let's go to the science side. Let's get this over and done with. What meditation does, and they've done scientific studies on this, in just eight weeks of meditating for 20 minutes a day, it can completely change the brain structure. It can completely change the patterns that we are used to with how it fires and wires mm. to our nervous system, mm. telling the body what to do and telling the body how to think and how to react. It can completely change that. It increases the gray matter of our brain, which means that we can literally be smarter humans. Wow. And so, that's like because of the slowing down, mm -hmm. breathing, mm. and almost it's the stillness because it allows our body to get back into mm. that state that we're meant to be in. The balanced state, yeah. the homeostasis, um, the healing state. Yeah, okay. So we're so go, go, go that we're not healing. We're not allowing any time yeah, for ourselves wow. to even restore. So we can meditate not only because we feel really good afterwards, but it's also doing really amazing things for our <sighs> lives. I mean, it's actually like I'll, I'll shut up after this and you can get on with your one-line golden wisdom <laughs> bites. But the more and more I learn and the more and more I go along this merry body path, whatever we're doing, it's like the message is to slow down. Mm -hmm. The message is stillness. Mm -hmm. The message is less is more. Mm -hmm. The message is that, you know, like you're better off sitting for 20 minutes and just breathing than doing that intense 45-minute cycle class. Yes. If there's one yeah. thing, wow, one other thing that I've learned from this, mm. it's like, if you're not having moments of stillness, like, you need to make that happen above yeah. everything else. Yeah. Like, don't think you need to go for the run. Yeah. You need to just sit and be. It's like, Isn't oh, that nice? I just love it. But, I, but I know old Emma would have been like, yeah, yeah. right. Like, I'm going to go do body attack or I'm going to go do aerobics. <laughs> I'm going to go run for 21 kilometers. Yeah. Like, I just need to lose weight. And that's and how I'm going to do that is run. Yeah. And that's an and I hate running. Yeah. And then we've got to think about it. Yeah. Hormonally. Like, oh what my that's God. doing to the body is that it's it's putting fight or flight. If we're running, like, hello, we're literally running. But I feel like, like fight or flight. Then we're creating cortisol. Then we're create. we don't know what to do with the cortisol because we don't stop. So the body doesn't even know how to remove it. So it's just like keep on building the cortisol and adrenaline. It's like, ah. And then you get that that middle body weight gain. Exactly. For, many, for typical for women. Yes. Uh, so really, wow, mm -hmm. stop, slow down, mm -hmm. rest, even digest. Just for five deep breaths. Today. Yeah. Start there. Don't think you have to go into three hours, twenty, no, even 20 oh minutes. God. 20 minutes is so long. Yeah. Like, 
tell me that last week, I would have been like, yeah, right, I'm not meditating for 20. Yeah. 10 is my max. It's like kind of like, ha ha, have three hours a oh, day. Honestly, that when I sat there for the first day, I was like, are you serious? Are we not doing asana? Are we not doing yoga? When, like, when, like Carla messaged, yeah, when she messaged me and told me that, I was like, wow, I'm really glad I'm not there. <laughs> like I would have, I like I struggle even more than Carla. And Look, it's if I can sit for 10 minutes, like that's a good thing. Mm. But you know what? When I do sit, then I want to stay. Exactly. So it's actually the, just that beginning, mm. which the beginning is always the hardest part. Okay, know, let, actually, let's start this. I feel like that's a really interesting uh, thing to start with because I, I have a line about Ooh. this. Uh, okay, so the more you resist, the more there is to let go. Oh. Persist through the resistance. And that is where freedom lies. Oh, my God. That's so, like, whoa. It's like no one said it was going to be easy. Mm. And I just got chills yeah. like reading that. It's like why do we, why do we get surprised by resistance? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a normal thing. It's like, yeah, that comes with any change. If we want to create any change that is a little bit difficult, mm-hmm. even like we know, we all know the outcome is great. Yes. But that. That knowing isn't big enough. It's so not. Because the resistance pops up and then we're like, it's too hard. hard. It's uncomfortable. I don't like it. I'm going to go do this. (laughs) (laughs) Sit on the couch and watch Netflix. I mean, that's the thing because I am someone who has so much time on my hands. I'm just laughing because it's so true for both of us. It's like, I could meditate. Very easily. It's like, no, I need to catch up on this episode. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my god. But isn't that amazing just to hear that? So just think you're not alone in this resistance know that like if you're trying to bring in anything new if you're trying to write if you're trying to create know that resistance is totally real and totally normal it's through the persistence of the resistance that we find freedom well it and it's the action Mm -hmm. exactly it's it's through the action i love it and it's also like all business lessons as well yeah well i'm just thinking like the the artists you know the 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 artist the the war of art the war of art art of war no the war of art and it's the same thing it's like you know you you need to to keep going like that's the answer just keep going yeah okay one other thing i really liked is like (laughs) thinking about your house your body as a house right Mm. so because you live here Mm. so you we think we live in our in our physical houses Mm. like our external houses Mm. we're actually living in our bodies like that's what we're doing (laughs) right so what we're doing when we're doing pranayama which pranayama is life force control we manipulate we we manipulate the breath. We control the breath, not in order to change the breath, but in order to change the life force within the body, which is the prana. Prana is energy in the body. You will feel it in the palms of your hands. If you close your eyes and you think about your palms, maybe you feel a slight tingling in the palms. Um, really focus on your palms. If you're not feeling it, it's okay. Maybe think about the spaces in between the fingers. How does that feel? <laughs> yeah. yeah, weird, right? It feels funny. Cool, I love it. So that's your pranic body. So it's within, it's moving within you and around you. Mm. It's everywhere, mm. prana. So when you do pranayama, it's not that we're just focusing on the breath, it's that we're literally manipulating the energy of the body, Whoa. which is super cool. Uh, so when we do that, it's like we're clearing out the house. We're opening both the front door and the back door to let the wind travel in and through us. It's like clearing out the cobwebs. Oh my God, I love this. So it's like um, I think of, you know, when you're feeling stuck or okay, stagnant. You're getting, you feel stagnant. Yes. And I, I mean, how many times, how often do you feel stuck and a bit like melancholy? How do you say Mel-a-con-ly? that? Melancholy? Like- melancholy? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Guys, like, don't use words that you can't pronounce. Uh, look, we Damn. tried. But, you know, like, <laughs> this is so funny. <laughs> Melancholy. Yeah. Melancholy. You know, when you're just like, oh, like the humdrum. Mellow. Like, Mellow. The, like, you're just a bit like. Humdrum is better. <laughs> humdrum. Yeah, that's much easier to say. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <sighs> but, yeah, it's like the you're just going through the motions mm-hmm. of life. You've created this, this routine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, routines are great. Mm-hmm. Not if you don't like them mm. and not if they don't bring joy. Mm. And if everything feels blue, like not a nice, not a nice blue. blue, but like a gray, almost. like gray. Yeah. Maybe that's a better color. Gray. You, you're a bit, you're not depressed, you're a bit blah, but you're just flat. Mm. So what's the first thing when you come home after you've been away from your house? You open, open the, the windows and the windows to let the wind in, to let the fresh air in, to clean well, I, it out, to get the energy well, back flowing. And also like wind, like I yesterday it was a bit windy mm. and 
I really am noticing how I love wind and how it makes me feel excited. Oh, my God, this is so funny. And stirs everything up. And that's like the breath, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, my gosh, like it yeah. stirs it up. It like it lets mm-hmm. the that stagnant energy flow. Mm-hmm. It welcomes the flow. Whoa. Mm. Isn't it amazing? Oh, my. Okay, one thing I want to talk about now, uh, you know, that was only page one, guys. We have a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot to get through. Uh, that's okay. Maybe we'll do part two of meditation. So uh, Patanjali Yoga Sutras, which is 196 lessons or sutras or like sentences uh, that the yogi practitioner follows in order to reach samadhi. If you were to do all 196. You have like, to explain what samadhi, samadhi is. Samadhi is like bliss, mm-hmm. uh, one with the universe, one with the divine, whatever you think it might be, but you don't lo- you no longer exist in samadhi. Mm-hmm. It's like nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't, it's, there is no body anymore. So we want to learn to seize the fluctuations of the mind. So the practice of yoga is to seize, to stop the fluctuations, the riti, Mm. which is what we call it, of the mind. So that's why we meditate. That's why we do yoga. So we can, ah, there's my mind going again. Ah, there's my mind going away. So it's like we can become that that seer, that that observer. I love that you just said that because, yeah, I think it's 1.13 of the Patanjali Sutras, the seer abides in the self. Yeah. All right? So we are the seer, but we're also not the yeah. seer. Yeah, and it's like that. I mean, it's all like what Michael Singer talks mm-hmm. about in his books mm-hmm. and, you know, something I just could not grasp. The untethered soul or the surrender experiment, yeah. if you're wondering. And it's like, you know, you 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 are you aren't your problems. Like you don't have to be in your mm. problems. You can see and observe your problems. And when we can do that with an objective point mm-hmm. of view, mm-hmm. it's like the problem is never as big. Oh, I love that. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I love that you just said that uh, because it's all about – it's like you have my notebook, but you don't and it's very strange. Um, <laughs> I use it. <laughs> <laughs> this is my notebook. I, I never even looked at I your know, notebook. It's very interesting. But I guess it's an order, right? There's an order yeah. to things and it's how we it's makes so much sense. Uh, yeah, it's all about trying to see an objective reality of our own experience. We need to try and see things how they are rather than be like, they looked at me that way, they must think uh, this. No, they just looked at you. Yeah. Like, why do we put a story? Like, yeah. get out of your story. The narrative. Oh, Stop my God. Stop the yeah. narrative of the mind. Seize the fluctuations of the mind. And everything is a yeah. story. Everything is a story. And then know that, you know, your stories are created from a whole history mm-hmm. of a life mm-hmm. that, you know, you've gone through stuff, you get triggered, and we don't have to listen to those stories anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. And oh. One, last, one last thing from page two, um, which I really liked, was – this idea again of surrendering, but the way that the way that the teacher said it uh, was, don't reject anything. When we reject, this causes suffering. Mm. So when we are like, yeah, same as resistance. It's another way of saying that. But also situations that come into our lives when we start mm. to be like, oh, not for me. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, that's, I don't like that. So when we reject, that creates suffering. Yeah, I see and that. So um, I want that, but I don't have it. Or I have this and I don't want it. Yeah, they're like that is literally the two causes of all suffering. Wow, I want that and I can't have it. I have it and I don't want it. And it's like attachments and preferences, isn't Mm -hmm. it? So Mm -hmm. like I am really attached to this preference of Mm -hmm. mine. Therefore, when this person comes into my life and brings in a whole new stack of stuff that I'm unsure about, I don't want it. It's like boom, Mm -hmm. and that does create suffering in your life. Instead, mm-hmm. if we let go, we accept, we surrender we a little bit. We have an objective bit. sense of wow. reality. We it's just like, see things how they are. It's like, oh, my God. Instead of telling ourselves a story. Wow. wow. Isn't that interesting? Okay. I'm going to turn the page. Turning. <laughs> I've got a story for you. Uh, it's a – it's kind of – so you know how in a lot of ancient uh, myths there's always something that everyone wants? Like yeah. it's like either like the the, the – what are the – The golden – oh, the, the holy grail. The holy grail. The golden fleece. Yeah, exactly. Um, in, in yogic or Sanskrit or the ancient stories, it was this elixir of immortality. Oh. Okay. So everyone – that's what the deities wanted. And there was also the demons. They wanted it too. And it was very – it was, oh, God, now the, who's going to have it, right? Yeah. Um, they realised how that they would, how they would get it 
is that they would need to churn the ocean into milk, right? <laughs> so one person's holding one end of a snake, other person's holding the other end of the snake, mm. and they start to, you know, use it like a skipping rope. And uh-huh. they're churning the ocean like that. Yeah, they're yeah. churning it around and around. We can think the snake also linked to kundalini energy, mm. which is the energy that resides at the base of the body and it rises up. So we're churning the milk, we're churning the milk, churning the milk, and then they're churning, and what comes out? Poison. Poison mm. comes out first. Ooh. And I'm going to stop the story there because it goes on and on. But here is the lesson. Mm. When we meditate, we're churning our oceans. Mm. Don't expect the elixir of immortality to come up first. Mm. That's not going to come first. What's going to come first is everything else. Oh, my god! Is like, is like your all your, your darkest things that you think that you've stuffed away, mm. that you've put away for later, that they're too hard to deal with. You've put them at the top of the cupboard, right? You put them at the top shelf. You can't reach them. Then you sit and you be still. What's going to come out first? The freaking thing at the top of the cupboard that you didn't want to clear out. There oh it is. Gosh. Again. Oh, here we go. So can I <laughs> can I interrupt this amazing thing? Like did anything come up for you? Did some hairy, big, crazy monster I show think its face? No monsters. It's just... A constant. It's the it's the 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 constant fluctuation of the mind, of every it, like. And the thing is, it could be it could be anything. It's like a conversation that you had with someone last week. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's your the yeah. It's all the things that you just wanted to ignore, but then they come up, mm. and suddenly you can't ignore them anymore. Yeah. And then you try and put them back on the shelf and then you can't. They're there yeah. again and they just keep coming up. Yeah. Not necessarily like a big thing that I can recall that was like, oh, like that's an issue for me. Uh, it was more so just like, oh, wait, no, I guess I did have an issue. Yeah. Okay. So the biggest thing that came up for me was the realization that I am so go, go, go. Like I am, I do, I need, I am so like, we got here, now we need to be there. Yeah. We got here, now we need to be there. Yeah. Like, and you know this about me. Yeah. Probably everyone who knows me knows this about me. Yeah. It's like I, I'm always grasping. And this is the biggest lesson I try and teach because I need this lesson. Yeah. So we need to let go of that grasp of that. Like why are we well, ever like. And it, I see it with you all the time. And, and, you know, I experience it too, but not as a, I think not to a greater extent mm. as you I see you create stress yes. and sadness mm. and I don't have this mm-hmm. feeling. Exactly. What did we just talk about? <laughs> yeah. I don't have this and I want it. Yeah. That's me. That's my yeah. suffering. And, and I see it and it's like it's difficult for me mm. sometimes and I used to let it impact me. But mm. it's like, oh, yeah, that's yours. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why we are so lucky that we can then talk about it mm. and then you can let go of it. Yeah, so, um, but what is so amazing about meditation is that it comes up mm. and then you try and see it with objective reality mm. and you're like, is that true? Do yeah. I need this or could I let it go? So meditation is just an amazing tool of like all the mindset mm-hmm. stuff we've ever talked about. Mm-hmm. Meditation will help you with that. Yeah, but that's just one thing. Like don't expect it to be bliss the first time. Yeah. Don't actually never ever ever expect it never expect it because it may not ever come and that's okay that's not the point of meditation Mm. uh rose bowden who was one of the teachers was like it's not cosmic just breathe deeply okay Mm. like that's what meditation is it's focus on your breath step one focus on the breath feel it at the nostrils that's all you have to do there's if you do nothing more than that close your eyes and focus on the breath going in and out of the nose that's it and it feels so good. And it feels so good. So just know that that's enough. You don't need to expect some crazy experience. Yeah, It might come. Probably won't. <laughs> um, one other thing I loved. Practice and life is not separate. Hmm. Yeah. We think that, hmm. we think that our meditation and our... And our mm. our postures, or whatever it is, our Pilates, whatever we're doing in our life, that's just a part of our. That's just like that section of life. It's actually not separate at all. It's just life. It's just life. Well, and that's like everything, isn't it? Like, you know, even like that idea of having. I think the biggest, easiest example for us all is like work and 
life. We mm. say work mm. is separate to life, but work, act- life balance, like it's, it's just life. It's just life, and it's like, do you like your life? Mm-hmm. And if a big chunk of it is filled with work that you absolutely dislike, maybe that's something to check in with. I like that. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing is separate in life. It just all is. Exactly. <laughs> Objective reality, right? Yeah. We wow. see things as it is. Mm. Are we ready for the next line? Oh, yeah. Golden line. Silence is the greatest teacher in the world. <laughs> Wow. (laughs) And, I mean, this is one of the things I actually did have a, I'll call it an experience, in one of the meditations where I was kind of just like, just keep letting go, like everything's going to come, like, you know, just all is well. Like I was really kind of self-soothing during my meditation, Mm. like all good, like here I am, here I am breathing, feel the breath, this is cool. And then, like, I had, like, a puzzle piece come into my mind. Hmm. It just, like, came into the front of my mind, like, this tiny little puzzle piece. I was like, that's so weird. Like, why am I seeing a puzzle? Why am I seeing a puzzle right now? And then I saw, like, a key, like, a golden key. And I'm like, why am I seeing a key? And then it just, I had the realisation, like, this stillness, this silence mm. is the key. This mm. is the final puzzle piece. Mm. That's what I got. And I was like, I, it was like this, like, it was like something outside of me was like, Carla, if you do this, mm. you you will have a great life. That's so beautiful. Isn't that amazing? And it was the silence, the stillness that mm-hmm. that showed you this message that you probably knew mm-hmm. and that you have known for many, many years, mm-hmm. but you like, had to do it to feel it. Yeah, like how many times have we talked about it? How many times have we heard about it? How many times have we read about it? How many times have we started a meditation practice? Yet it was during the stillness that the true, like, that empowerment came of, like, yeah. I'm going to do this. Yeah. because. Because I want to. Yeah. And I think that's a, when you want to do it, like that's the best. Like when it, Well, then it's a lot easier was, then. Yeah, exactly. So that was so – I was just like, oh, my God, this is, this is amazing. Ah, okay. <laughs> Next. I think, uh, you know, one of another greatest teachers is nature, mm. is looking at nature and, and being connected to the world around us. And this was something that we talked about a lot is that, Look at yourself the way nature looks at you. Like, and nature just sees you mm. as this perfect being. For what you are. Like, we don't, yeah. nature doesn't expect anything of you. Nature just accepts you. And, it, I mean, it's like, you know, we are part of, a part of nature. Like, we came, we from, came from nature. Whatever, wherever humans came from, we, we are c- deeply connected mm-hmm. to the natural world. Mm-hmm. And that's why we feel so much better when we have experiences and mm-hmm. and we're in touch with the natural world. And, I mean, it's like that quote, like a flower doesn't grow, thinking, oh, that flower yeah. next to me is prettier than me. Or, like, why is that one blooming before yeah. I bloomed? Isn't it? When's it my turn? And, like, oh, my <laughs> petals are ugly yeah. than her petals. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. no. And so one thing that I would highly encourage is, and we say this all the time, is, like, make time to be mm. in nature. So start to look at nature as well. Like where do you see the similarities? Like mm. how are you like the trees? How are you like the wind? How are you like the mm. sun? How are you like the ocean? And we can really relate to these kind of analogies because we've been around nature our whole lives. Like we understand the world. We understand how water feels, right? Yeah. We understand how when you put water in a cup, it just molds to the cup and it's very flexible. Mm. Like, oh, how could I be like that in a situation that feels really tough for me right now? Yeah. It's really, it's such a good teacher. Like fluidity, yeah, being yeah. more fluid-like. And, yeah, I've, I just loved that. I was and, like, I mean, yes. it's like in asana practice, it's like when you create that internal fire, that creates transformation. Like fire is transformative. It will burn. Yes, yes, yes. And, I mean, that is fire, agni, which is what you call it in Sanskrit, is like one of the most powerful things and what a lot of, I guess, the... Uh, gurus and the teachers, that's what they want to create in yeah. you. They want to create the Agni. How can we make more Agni? Mm. <laughs> more transformation. Wow. Yeah. Which actually brings me to the next point, which I, I mean, me and Emma have been using it this week and it's quite fun. Um, it really turns turns 
your problems around and makes you look at things a little bit differently. So we all have mm-hmm. things that we go through. We all have, you know, maybe fights with our loved ones or an experience that isn't quite exactly what we wanted or expected and things just aren't going our way. So one way to look at this instead, and it's a little mantra you can take, is like, okay, that happened. The worse, the better. And I just love this. I think, yeah, the worse, the better. That thing happened. It was pretty bad. Better. Mm. What can I learn? Mm. How can I change? I really like this. And, I mean, you know, we can refer to, like, learning from our failures and and learning from our hardships. I mean, ultimately, they are the ultimate lessons. Our hardest times mm-hmm. create the best lessons Mm -hmm. and uh it's not like it's not it's not a message to go go look for hardships it's not that message and like this is what i don't like because don't worry they'll come yeah that will come like you're (laughs) human don't ask them yeah but i think this is a thing that i see really often again in the business world it's like firstly there was that big phase of like learn from your failures like Mm. failing is good Mm. and now there's this big turnaround like why do you want to fail like Mm. blah 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 you don't have to fail and it's like Oh, you guys are just missing the point. Mm. It's like no one goes to to fail. Like no one sets out to fail. Yeah. I don't think unless they're like ultimately self-sabotaging. But even then that. But you don't mean to. You You don't mean to. You don't know yourself. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's like it's just um, it allows you to instead of getting stuck in the, okay, you just had a fight with your loved one. Instead of being sad and glum and continuing the fight mm. for days, maybe mm. weeks, maybe years, gosh, mm. it's like, no, the worse the better. What can I learn from it? Shake it off. Yes. Like change the situation. Mm-hmm. I do not have to stay in this feeling of like deep resentment to this mm. person. I don't have to be angry anymore. Mm-hmm. I can learn. I can step forward. I think what the mantra does, the worse the better, is that it shines a light. And it brings light. It brings mm. lightness in an otherwise dark situation because mm. it makes you kind of smile. Yeah. Because you're like, I can't believe I'm saying this. The yeah. worse the better. And you kind of, it kind of, it feels, it feels uh, not a, with the grain. It feels against the grain. It feels like you're going against the grain because you're like, the worse the better. And you're like, ah. Do you, do you know what it does? It brings gratitude. Yeah, that's Because you become grateful for the situation. True. You're like, oh, the worse the better. I'm going to learn. Okay, I feel grateful. Okay, I feel better. Mm-hmm. And I mean, obviously, if the situation is like bad for your health or like mm-hmm. you're, you know, like a physical yeah. abuse, like I'm not, we're I'm not, not saying that. that, like, you know, like you guys, common sense, okay? It's like the everyday hardships. Mm-hmm. And I mean, some are bigger than others, mm-hmm. but the impact could be just as big mm-hmm. for you, even though it might not appear as a big, big problem. Mm-hmm. So that's one you can take. Mm-hmm. I like have a little it. problem. The worse, problem. the better. Maybe it's the way. <laughs> Maybe it's all meant to be. Okay, let's move on to the next subject uh, and I'll read out a few little one-liners. It all starts and ends with compassion. Mm. Acceptance of what's happening and how we relate to it. That's what this is about. So acceptance of what is happening mm. and how are we relating to it, how mm. are we seeing it. When we practice compassion, this is practicing objectivity. Mm. Oh, I stopped. Oh, that that thought came in. That's okay. Go back to the breath. Mm. Not, oh, I thought of that thought again. I suck. <laughs> yeah, it's like getting angry at yourself, yeah. then adding all this, like, narrative, yeah. and then it, like, just grows. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you are objective, you are also being compassionate. Yeah. Because you're just like, oh, I, I see that. Or, like, you know, when you're being compassionate towards someone else and you're being like, you know what, like, they have a story. Like yeah. they've been through something and that's <sighs> that's showing compassion and it's also being objective about the situation because you don't know what that person's I been know. through but you can know that they've been through something to get them to where they well, are. They all have, everyone has gone through exactly. something. So you're like, okay, like that, that sucked but all right, I see you with compassion. Yeah. What compassion does for ourselves especially is that it makes the practice easier. Isn't that a funny thought? Yeah. <laughs> like when we can be compassionate for ourselves, 
it becomes easier to want to meditate or do yoga or do Pilates or start running or whatever you want to do because we're being kind to ourselves. So instead of punishing ourselves when we suck and we stuff up, we're being kind. And therefore, our brain and our body and everything is more inclined to keep going. Whereas if we're being mean to ourselves, of course I'm not going to want to do it tomorrow. Yeah, that's so true. I was so mean to myself. Mm. I'm not going to do that. So... I feel like that's a good time to like stop and reflect and be like, where do you struggle in whatever practice you're doing? Mm. Whether it's uh, uh, exercise, fitness, meditation, whether it's eating healthy, or maybe it's something to do with your career and work or family. Where do you struggle? Maybe the key is to add self compassion and be okay where exactly you are, mm-hmm. and to really focus on bringing awareness to your thoughts. When you do stuff up or when you do miss a day, what are your thoughts like? Check Mm -hmm. in and swap them to self-compassion. I feel like if we all added, I mean, if literally if the whole world became more self-compassionate, the whole world would be a way better place. Yeah, And if we were just nicer to ourselves internally in our minds... Oh my god! That's the thing when we we think when we change ourselves that we don't change the world around us, but we do. But we do. The ripple flows on and on and on and on. It, it is infinite. Like our, the reality is our, our us. We're all infinite beings because it impacts cause and effect. Right? Like we do something, it affects everything. Mm-hmm. It affects someone else, mm-hmm. and it ripples out. Boom! We boom, never know boom, the boom, boom. It's infinite. So that means it's like, you know, your actions are important. Mm -hmm. And not to get, like, overwhelmed by that, but to be, like, cool. Yeah, to own it. Excited. All right. This matters. This meditation matters and not only changing me but also potentially the world around me. Um, I thought this was interesting. It was we are kind of talking about the, the world and the state of the world and especially, like, generations new generations how they're being brought up with like a lot of technology and like Mm. all of this and we talked about how what we feel is kind of happening is that these generations are not going to have an inner world so like Mm. you know how we have these inner worlds Mm. and when we meditate we can go in we go in Mm. And, like, we can see all these things and find out all these things yeah. and learn about ourselves and the world around us with this inner world. Yeah. Because we're so focused externally on, like, and getting energy externally and, like, looking outside of ourselves for everything. We hope <laughs> that the inner world doesn't go away. Yeah. That it, like, you know, that this connection, this deep connection to self and this connection to the world around us like yeah where's that gonna go and I think yeah. this was kind of the thing that I was like wow yeah like we need to be more aware of where our energy is going and there's there's two different types it's like I think it's called praviti pravriti <laughs> excuse my pronunciation is like that external focus mm-hmm. and ner- nerve is where we focus inward mm-hmm. we just go in and we, we just send it in in Mm. And so I think that's just something to ponder. Like how much yeah. time are you focusing externally? Gosh, I mean that that's very cool. And, you know, it is when we focus on the external world and the external desires, really it just causes suffering mm-hmm. because we cannot control the external as well. And then we think we want this and then it doesn't go our way, then suffering, boom. Mm-hmm. Or we value the external stuff, the mm-hmm. the objects. And then there's always more stuff you can have, therefore you are suffering. Yeah. Whereas if we, we value our internal connection and that feels abundant, you're going to just feel abundant in everything. It's like, eh? It's interesting, right? Mm. Are you inspired to meditate? Yeah, <laughs> I'm inspired to meditate, but I'm also inspired just to connect, yeah. you know, and whatever that does, the connect thing, to myself. The thing is we can literally treat every day our as, walking life as a meditation practice, yeah. as a concentration practice. Yeah. Like so we're here, we're seeing things, yeah. I'm seeing this reality, I'm in this moment, I'm not thinking about 
yesterday or tomorrow yeah. i'm here in my body ah oh, yeah I, i'm definitely like i'm definitely inspired to meditate definitely inspired to breathe mm-hmm. definitely inspired to, excited to continue my yoga practice and mm. and also to really try and be that observer mm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can be that observer right now, right here. It's easy. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, in the hard times, in, in the arguments. And, I mean, I feel like I'm definitely good where I can um quickly become the observer, mm-hmm. but not in that instant of fiery argument yeah. where I've been hurt. Yeah. Or- I think um that's, yeah, that's, that's really interesting. You know, we meditate in order to not for the meditation really yeah we meditate to make the outside of the meditation better yeah. for those stressful, for the stressful times. moments yeah. and it's like that's why we practice the yoga yeah asana and the meditation and the concentration and the pranayama and the pratihara like that's how we do it and the yamas and mm. yamas oh it's so good i'm an i'm a non-violent kind loving person especially mm. now when life's great mm. what about when life's not great how kind yeah. loving and friendly am i yeah <laughs> oops oopsie <laughs> oh, so many things. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> it's better not to think than to think of something that's completely unreal and fabricated. <laughs> wow. Is that not just hilarious? It's like, stop thinking. <laughs> It's so true. It's better not to think. Yeah. How many times do we let our thoughts go out of control on this imaginary thing, uh, creating imaginary stories of the past, of the future, creating, like, I mean, I know I've talked to people, especially like, you know, wherever your issue lies. I had a conversation with someone about relationships and they have had a history of struggling Mm. and she just was like, so aware of her level of thoughts that impacted it in a negative mm. way where the guy hadn't messaged her back. Mm. She went walking on the beach. She thought she saw him in the ocean, even though he had said, like, uh, I think it actually, no, I think he had said that he wasn't feeling well yeah. or something and that's why that he's going to be a bit quiet. Yeah. Then she saw him. And she was thinking, creating this whole story, that was him, he isn't messaging me now, like, he's lying, la, 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 la. And, you know, like, saying this out loud, she's like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm a crazy person. Because she got back and she didn't have her phone and there was a message from him. Obviously, you can't message when you're in the ocean, I don't think. No. So she just created that. Like, she actually saw him. And I know I've done that, especially with men and relationships. I've seen them. Uh Uh-huh. I've imagined this whole story. Uh-huh. And it's like, thing. what the heck? We A lot of the time, yeah, our suffering isn't real. Like, we make it up. We make up these stories. But why of like, do we do this as humans? Like, do we like this suffering? Like, why are we trying to cause this for ourselves? No, like, shouldn't we, we just, just innately know better? No, we don't. <laughs> it's like, this is why we need the practice. This is why we're, like, it's like a human mind thing. Like, the yeah. ancient yoga doing this 5,000 years ago. Yeah, okay. 5,000 years ago, we had the same problems. 5,000 years ago, they were still worried about the man who didn't send them a little letter. <laughs> or the woman. How funny <laughs> is it? It's like, yeah, they had these they, mind suffering 5,000 years ago. They literally, like, and this is the, this was what Ooh. we were kind of laughing about. Like, just remember, this isn't new. Like, this, these problems aren't new. Right? Like this How is why funny. they came up with the, with the process of meditation, of concentration, of yoga because there was suffering existed back then. It's not like it's a new thing. We're always creating and suffering. And I mean everyone meditate. Like you look at like Marcus Aurelius, mm-hmm. like his book on meditations mm-hmm. of meditations. I mean, I've barely read any. <laughs> Good job. But like you know you contemplate mm-hmm. that is meditation. You yeah. don't act on your your in, like you don't act on your whatever you, why you're reacting. You mm-hmm. you stop and you contemplate. Yeah, and it's this, like this is ancient. All of this is. stuff is ancient. It's not new. It's like we're all dealing with the same problems that, that, that our ancestors were dealing with five thousand years and ago. And this is why this is why we question like you know we're the most uh, abundant ever. Like we have the best technology. Mm. Uh, all this external stuff. Why is depression at all time highs? Mm-hmm. Because all that stuff is not the answer. This mm-hmm. is the answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the wandering mind causes unhappiness. So when it wanders and we let it wander, like we we tell the story, 
causes unhappiness. Meditation makes the wandering mind change. And the way it makes it change is that we begin to notice more spaces between the thoughts. That suddenly I am now aware of that thought. And I can see it almost like a train going by. (laughs) And I'm on the station. I can either hop on or I can choose to stay. Mm. Am I going to hop on and let it take me for a ride? Tell me a story? Show me something something (laughs) that I probably don't want to see? Or am I just going to choose to stay on my two feet? And see for see it for what it is. There's that thought again whizzing past me. Bye. <laughs> see ya. I'm just gonna let I'm that one go. I'm not hopping on. I'm not getting on the story. I'm gonna hop on the reality. Mm. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna be stay here, here in reality. I'm gonna stay grounded. I'm gonna stay in my connected. present moment. Connected, oh guys. This is like I mean, connected <laughs> to reality. Yeah. Objective reality. What I am seeing. Okay. I'm not making a story up about it. What am I seeing? What am I feeling? This is like. Pretty crazy stuff because, I mean, that's me. I'm hopping on all those carriages yes. all the time. I I am that wandering mind and I know it causes all my suffering. I know it does. Good that you know, right? It's like, I need to meditate. Okay, the last thing we're going to end on is, um, so Ro- Rose Bowden, Borden, I don't even know how to say her last name. That was a teacher. She was like 73. She's been doing yoga meditation for 50 years. She lived in India for 17. She had so many stories. So amazing. Many, like, I mean, what kind of wisdom can you learn from this woman? A lot, right? Uh, and she was just cool and she was just so herself. And it was really like beautiful to see a woman, 73, mm. who's still like in her power, doing what she loves, and it was inspiring. It was like, hell yeah. She reckons her 70s are our best years yet. Cool. And I was like, oh, my God, I love this woman. Yes. It's like she needs to be she like. She said she's had the best sex of her life like last month. <laughs> no. Uh, amazing. I, know, I love right? her. You're like, dang. Hell to the yeah. So she ended with... And that is possible for all of us. She ended with... Amazing sex at seven. No, obviously all the (laughs) other stuff too. (laughs) Most important. She ended with four truths. Oh, I like it. So we'll we'll end with this. All is true. It was all determined long ago. There is no evil. And we know nothing. Like, okay, all right, I'm going to go get still. But how funny. We know nothing. It's so true. Um, we heard we that were... a long time ago. Yeah, on Game of Thrones. <laughs> you oh, know you know nothing. Not- but remember how we would always no, say, no. we know nothing. We know nothing. Like when people are like, oh, you're so smart. It's like, we don't know. We know nothing. Yeah. Is that what we used to yeah, say? we used to say yeah. it all the time. It's like, where did we hear that from? I can't remember. I think it was probably some meditation um, mindset documentary that we watched. I bet you anything. Like, long, long time ago. And I think it's like some philosopher, like Socrates or something, like some Mm. Greek philosopher, he says it. And it's good. It's a good way to think because if we know nothing, then we're just open to seeing how things really are. I just want to say, if you enjoyed this episode, and if you enjoy these kinds of episodes, like... Firstly, I just want to say you are amazing because you contemplate. Like, know that this habit is one of pure magic. Mm. And, like, I think, you know, I really appreciate that about myself and about you, Carla, and about, you know, these are the people I love the most who contemplate life, Mm. where I can have an amazing conversation and it's about real stuff. It's about, like, depth. It's, It's like you feel... Like you've eaten the most delicious meal after mm. a great conversation like this. You feel satisfied. Mm. And it's like, this is pure magic, right? Mm. Like no diamond can create this feeling. No, like, no amount of stuff or possessions can create this feeling. You and your mind and your conversation and your heart, your heart and your perspective and your opinion can create this. Mm. So if you need more of it, like, go find the people to have these conversations with. Yeah, or just listen to every other episode. Yeah, listen to all the episodes. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, don't you reckon, though? Yeah. It cool, wasn't, huh? Isn't that – so, yeah, four days of meditation mm. training. Uh, we didn't even touch on, like, 
you know what's cool? Like this conversation wasn't about technique. It wasn't about mm. this is how you breathe. This is what you do. Inhale left, outhale, exhale right. It wasn't about that. Like it was about so much more than that. <laughs> it's experience. Mm. And that can be our most amazing mm-hmm. lesson ever. It is, really. Mm. It is the best lesson. Yeah, so I am interested to hear from you. Like, do you feel inspired to meditate? Do you feel inspired to get a little bit more still, a little bit more quiet? Uh, I know I did. I've- I think I'm inspired about the pran- more pranayama. pranayama? Like, yeah, get the stagnant cool. energy, like stir it up. Yeah, I can totally. Uh, we learned like some really cool sequences of pranayama as well, not just like do this one thing for however long like we were moving through different techniques which was really cool um so i'll share that one with you emmy uh if anyone i and guess maybe you should do a live uh facebook call say, if anyone else wants the technique we can yeah. do it on somewhere on facebook inside marybody we'll probably be doing it mm. um but yeah i love pranayama you feel so good after it i love meditating now i meditate have been meditating daily amazing for 20 minutes sister no music Wow. Now the music distracts me. Whoa. Isn't that funny? I used to be so attached to it. I'm like, I need music. I need this. So you just do it in silence? Just silence. It's and w- when it's do so you do it? Better. I've been doing it as soon as I wake up. Uh, I've been waking up at like 5 or 5.30. And that's lucky because in your situation right now. I can. But next week, actually, you can't. Well, I'm just not going to disturb the puppy that I'm getting. She's getting a puppy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we'll uh, come back. I'll, I feel like next week we'll we'll get an update on the puppy and how it impacts her meditation. I'm like kind of frightened about this puppy and oh how it's so excited about the puppy. So yeah, if you are interested in knowing more about my puppy, you'll be seeing it on Instagram. Uh, and also, we'll bring the puppy on the podcast. Oh gosh. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, I don't think it's allowed in, it's this, not room. in this room. No, I just looked at so many puppy hazards in this room. So it's like, yeah, you'll be under the wrath of Demiano. Exciting. <laughs> um, yeah, so I will let you know about my meditation daily practice next week when I get the puppy on Sunday. So let's see if it changes. I'm sure it will. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is so fun. I loved it. Me too. Thanks, Carls. No worries. Thank you. And thank you for listening. So we will catch you next week on the Get Room Podcast. (laughs) See ya. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.